Does your family include a dog or a cat? Would you like to be better educated on how to advocate for their health naturally? Then why not check out all of the amazing resources on naturallyhealthypets.com? Dr. Judy Morgan is a trusted advisor and a regular guest here on the Dog-Eared Podcast. She has over 38 years experience as an integrative veterinarian, acupuncturist, chiropractor, food therapist, author, speaker, podcast host, and owner of Dr. Judy Morgan's Naturally Healthy Pets. Dr. Judy's goal is to change the lives of pets by educating and empowering pet parents just like you in the use of natural healing therapies and minimizing the use of chemicals, vaccinations, and poor quality processed food. Head on over to naturallyhealthypets.com where you'll discover healthy product recommendations, comprehensive courses, the Naturally Healthy Pets podcast, informative blogs, upcoming events, and so much more. Again, that's naturallyhealthypets.com, the place to learn how to give your pet the vibrant life that they deserve. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis, and yes, this is Dog Eared with Lisa Davis. This is Questions for the Fantastic Dr. Judy Morgan. Dr. Judy Morgan, DVM, CVA, CVCP, CVFT, graduated from Rutgers with a Bachelor of Science and received her Doctorate of Veterinary Medicine from the University of Illinois College of Veterinary Medicine in 1984. Dr. Morgan is also a certified and accredited veterinary acupuncturist, chiropractor, and food therapist. After 36 years, Dr. Morgan retired from clinical practice in 2020. She now focuses on speaking, creating educational content, online consultations for clients, and her web store. She is a best-selling author of four books, hundreds of online and print magazine articles, and hosted her own Naturally Healthy Pets radio show on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network for two years. Her goal is to change the lives of over 10 million pets by educating and empowering pet owners worldwide in the use of natural healing therapies, minimizing the use of chemicals, vaccinations, and poor quality processed food. She also has a fantastic podcast, Naturally Healthy Pets. So I'm thrilled to announce that Dr. Judy will be here once a month to answer your questions. You can tweet them to me or Instagram me at Lisa Davis MPH, or you can send me an email, Lisa Davis MPH at gmail.com. Welcome, Dr. Judy. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. So happy to have you. All right, we're going to jump right in. Okay, so Ray, who is a listener, he wrote, what can we do to help our senior dog, Douglas, who has fatty cysts that cause pain when he walks? So the first thing that I would quite, I would, I, I'm thinking the fatty cysts are probably lipomas or the, so that's a, um, a benign tumor under the skin. And if we were to open up the skin and peek underneath, it looks like a big glob of fat. 95 to 99% of the time, it's benign. It's not causing any problem at all. They don't spread, um, although dogs who are prone to making them are prone to making a lot of them. Um, they are actually areas of walled-off toxins in the body. They are Ooh. much more common in larger dogs. They're much more common in dogs that have eaten dry kibble most of their life. They're much more common in dogs that 
are taking a lot of medication, have had a lot of vaccinations. Um, basically, their body's trying to detox a lot of stuff and wall off things. So um, the tumors themselves, are the fatty deposits, are not painful. But if they happen to form like in an armpit or in the groin area right in front of the, the hind leg, then they basically interfere with mobility if they get big enough. If they're small, they're really not causing a problem. So my question, and this is where, you know, being on a podcast is a little more difficult than actually being able to visualize the animal. Are those fatty lumps big enough to be causing mobility issues? Or is the dog having pain when walking from arthritis, from a spinal pain, from something else? If those lumps are causing mobility issues where they have to swing a leg outward, well, then they're not using that leg correctly. And so it does change the, the dynamics of how the, the mobility is occurring. So it w would be worth considering removing a lump if it is big enough and in a place where it's causing a problem. If the lumps are small, most likely they are not what's causing the mobility pain. And in that case, I would want to get some x-rays, see, do we have arthritis? Do we have something else going on that's causing this? Um, certainly in our senior dogs, almost all of them are going to have some arthritis. And there are so many things we can do naturally for arthritis. We can use um, joint supplements that contain hyaluronic acid, glucosamine, chondroitin, um, MSM. We can use deer antler velvet. We can use CBD. We can use oh, homeo homeopathic products like Arnica, um, cold laser therapy, acupuncture, chiropractic. I mean, there's just a broad range. If we're looking to get these fatty lumps to go away, um, I have to talk Chinese medicine a little bit here because they are considered a form of phlegm. Um, phlegm is uh, also uh, snot or mucus. Um, and so we can actually feed foods that will help drain phlegm. So that would include things like clams. So you can get canned clams, rinse the salt off and add spoonfuls of clams to your dog's diet. Parsley works, dandelion, um, peppermint, uh, so peppermint tea or fresh peppermint, uh, ginger will help. And then if this dog is a dry kibble eater, I would definitely recommend getting on whole grade human foods instead of dry kibble because dry kibble tends to just because of the mechanics of how it's digested in the body and how it's processed when it's made makes a huge difference and contributes to these fatty lumps. So when I used to feed my dog, I had Dobermans before I had small dogs. Now I have small dogs. Uh, my last Doberman was the last dog, no, sorry, two Dobermans ago, uh, was the last dog that ever got dry kibble in my household before I knew better. And at, at the time he, of his senior years, he was about 10, my kids and I sat and counted all the lumps on the dog and he had over 80 fatty lumps over his body. Oh my now, gosh. That was the last dog I fed dry kibble. After that, all of my dogs have been fed human-grade food, whether it's raw, gently cooked, freeze-dried, because I've totally changed how I do things. Now that I know better, I do better. And I've never had a dog with a lipoma since then. That's incredible. That is so good. <laughs> Even if you change the diet late in life, a lot of times you'll see them, you'll see them start to dissolve. We actually do have Chinese herbals that we use. There's one called Phlegm Fat Formula that works really well. 
Um, so if you have a, uh, if you have a TCVM, traditional Chinese veterinary medicine uh, veterinarian around, you could consider going and speaking with them and maybe getting some herbs prescribed that could help dissolve them as well. Oh, that's great. Well, it's interesting because for the arthritis, if that's what's going on with Douglas, I've taken Benji now. He's had three aquatic therapy appointments. Awesome. They do laser, the cold laser. They do they do the swimming, much to his chagrin. Yesterday, we could barely get him in the pool. Here's a lab who doesn't like water. But anyway, <laughs> but once he's in, he does really well. And then they do we do stretches and massage at home that they showed us. It's been great. I mean, he still limps, but it's he's just moving a little bit better. And then on the food side, I took Blue, who's on that horrible prescription diet to a uh, alternative vet and it's very slow and he has lots of allergies but we're you know we're, we're we're moving towards something great and this actually goes into the question the second question from Linda that has to do with the food uh, Linda wrote I heard you talk on dog eared about cooked foods for dogs how do I transition my dog over to that Although the, the it used to be, we would say 95% of people were feeding kibble, but it's gone way down, way oh, down. Good. There are so many fresh food companies that have come online in the last five years or so uh, that we are seeing a, a huge change, which is amazing. Um, so for those who are feeding kibble and want to change over to something else, the best way is to start by putting toppers on the kibble. Interestingly, I just adopted a dog. He was supposed to be a senior, but he's actually pretty young. He just he had cataracts, and they were a, a breed problem, not an age problem. And what breed? He, a cocker spaniel, cocker spaniels. So he had uh, he was found as a stray, and he had cataracts. So the shelter said, "Oh, well, he's 13 years old because they looked at these cataracts and said that's an old dog. He can't see." And he had skin problems and ear infections and everything else. And as it ends up. Uh, he's not old. He's probably more like five and he is very active, very playful, but I'm sh he was found, uh, near an apartment complex out on Long Island in New York, wandering around blind. Um, apparently his oh. owner had passed away. Oh and, um, so he must've been fed dry kibble all his life. I brought him to my house and I don't own any dry kibble and I don't know what he was fed other than what he was fed at the shelter. Clearly wasn't working for him because he had skin infections, ear infections. He was obese. And I said, well, we're not doing that. So I, my dogs are all raw fed and I offered him some raw food and he went, ew, and he would <laughs> not touch it. Now you would think you hand your dog a raw steak, your dog oh, would be yeah. all over it. No, because the, the texture is so different oh. from kibble to a high moisture raw product. Even though I serve my food at room temperature or warm, he still like I tried to feed him a raw chicken heart the other day and he's like, ew, he, he took it in his mouth and then literally spit it across the room. It was hysterical. <laughs> so we are actually taking his raw food and gently cooking it for him. And that's how we got him on it. Now, if you have a dog in your house who's on kibble and you want to do a gradual transition, that's probably a more highly recommended. Like most veterinarians are going to tell you do a gradual transition over a period of a couple of weeks. Well, I don't own any kibble and I'm not about to go buy any kibble. So this dog wasn't going to get kibble. Um, we put him on his gently cooked food the very first meal and He's never missed a beat. No diarrhea. His skin has cleared up. His ears have cleared up. We had one cataract removed, so he has some vision. Um, he's like a totally different dog. He's losing weight. So you can go cold turkey. And if you're going to do that, 
there are a lot of gently cooked human grade foods on the market. I would recommend if you've never made your own dog food, start with a company that is making a complete and balanced meal while you educate yourself because you dogs do have different vitamin and mineral requirements from people and you want to make sure that you're meeting all of their nutritional needs. So that's how I started when I first started feeding raw food to my dogs. I, um, I bought commercially prepared raw diets until I learned how to balance them myself. Once I learned how to balance it myself, now I make recipes for other people. I design uh, foods for pet food companies, um, but it's taken a lot of years of learning to be able to do that. So for the for the average dog owner who says, I just want to start making a transition, start with simple things. Start putting toppers on the food. Get some organic canned pumpkin, not pumpkin pie mix, just pumpkin. Put a couple spoonfuls of that on top of the food. Um, scramble up an egg, put that on top of the food. You can do it raw too. I have no problem with raw eggs, but um, soup, cook an egg, hard boil an egg, whatever you want to do. You can. Um, other superfoods are blueberries, sauteed mushrooms. Any mushrooms that are safe for you to eat are also safe for your dog to eat huge superfood. Um, basically any lean meats that you are eating that don't have sauces and gravies and skin and bone. Um, if you're just slicing a little bit of meat, you can put that on there. If you want to cook up some hamburger and drain the fat off and put that over top of the food, um, to start. So just start with small amounts, see what things like, uh, chicken breast. Great. Um, uh, just bake it, take the skin off. Don't give them the drippings and that sort of thing. Um, See what fruits and veggies they like. Fruits and veggie fruits you can feed raw. Veggies should be um, steamed or lightly sautéed in something like coconut oil or olive oil is going to be fine for them. Um, and start adding little bits to their food, and then you can keep adding more and more and taking more and more of the kibble away. And you can do that transition over a period of a few weeks, depending on how your dog is doing with it. You may find some things that your dog says, ooh, I'm never going to eat that. Don't ever put it in my bowl again. Uh, most of them are so excited to get some real food in their bowl that they're like, okay, I'm never eating dry kibble again. You are now <laughs> stuck putting something in my bowl. Um, so I don't, I think that this dog that we've adopted, I think if I put dry kibble in the bowl, he probably would eat it at this point, but man, does he love his food right now. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be very disappointed. He'd be like, what happened? Mom, what happened? Yeah, but I mean, we just in, we've had him a month maybe. And just in that month, his skin is clear. His coat is beautiful. His ears are clear. Um, I mean, it's just, and, and he's losing weight. So, and he's getting more exercise and he's so active. I wanted a senior dog. I wanted somebody who would lay around all the time. <laughs> I didn't get that. <laughs> we can trade. You can have Benji and I'll take, no, I love my baby. I love my Benji. Oh, this is such great information. Dr. Judy, before you go, tell us all about your awesome, awesome podcast. Ah, my Naturally Healthy Pets podcast. It runs every other week. So we're doing twice a month right now <clears throat> and it comes out on Tuesdays, but you can always go back and listen at any time. And so on my podcast, I interview other experts in the pet field. So um, it could be manufacturers of products that we really adore, talking about their ingredients and how they source them. I interview other holistic veterinarians. Um, we, uh, we cover tons of really cool, like cutting edge information, but definitely covering raising our pets naturally and more holistically. My goal is to see dogs living to 20 and cats living to 30 and that being the average. 
Right oh, now, amazing. it's about 10 to 12 for both species. And that is absolutely not good. No, it's not good. Well, you're good. You're great. And I'm so glad we're doing this. So once a month, the first Monday of every month, don't forget to come and listen to Dr. Judy. And if you have questions, you can send them to me, Lisa Davis, MPH at gmail.com. That's where you can email me or you can tweet me or Instagram me or, or TikTok me. <laughs> they say that, but at Lisa Davis, MPH. Dr. Judy, thank you so much. This is such great information. Thank you.